Welcome to our podcast, We Got the Nod. A new and bold internet radio show designed for those who are on a conscious path of awakening. We are here to uplift and inspire you, to share practical tools and techniques to assist you stepping into your highest expression as spirit having a human experience. We will get raw and real, sharing kundalini yoga, music, poetry, and mantra, and so much more. Let us open our hearts and minds to our true potential, making the impossible possible, the surreal real. Let's begin. Satnam. Satnam, and welcome back to We Got the Nod Internet Radio Podcast. With your hosts, Hari Ram and Sat Kirtan. Coming to you from beautiful Lake Atitlan, Guatemala. Today we want to speak about one of our favorite, if not favorite, mm. subjects, which is Nod Yoga. And it's N A A D, Nod. Yes, to emphasize the A sound. We, we spell it with two A's. It is a branch of Kundalini Yoga. I'm happy to share that this is my 25th year teaching Kundalini Yoga. What a trip. And, <laughs> and I'm now going on my seventh year. So combined, we have 32 years teaching experience with this magical and powerful technology we call Kundalini Yoga. One of the things for me, Sadkirtan, that took some time to sink in so the 22 branches of kundalini yoga it is comprehensive mm -hmm. and of course nad yoga being one of those 22 a very essential branch of kundalini yoga wouldn't you agree absolutely and little did did i know that eventually nad yoga would bring us together mm -hmm. As, as soulmates. Little did I know uh, rationally, I think, because when I look back, I did know, and oh, yeah. this could be a whole another episode. But, um, the story developed over time, which I've shared with Sat Kirtan before, mm -hmm. of you know, seeing myself with a partner teaching yoga and tantra and ideally sharing kirtan together mm -hmm. it became quite clear and yet i pushed it away at times because i had met you and was feeling mm -hmm. lonely at times you know but it was always there at least it, it developed like i said over time i think especially as after my as my passion for nad yoga and kirtan started to develop following 2005 when I did a self-mastery course in New Mexico. Did you want to say anything about how Nod Yoga influenced you? And, and... Well, absolutely, it led me to you. The Nod aspect was my favorite <laughs> branch of the Kundalini experience. Uh, gave mm. me my voice back. I wasn't singing mm. for 15 years. I went on a 15-year detour in engineering and science and... I only sang in the shower, maybe driving my car to work, sitting in traffic. But other than that, I did not sing. And as a kid, that's all I wanted to do was sing. Mm -hmm. And so coming to Kundalini Yoga and then chanting really mm -hmm. brought me back to my soul. It brought me back mm -hmm. to that five-year-old within me that just wouldn't stop singing. And mm -hmm. that's... Um, when I started composing mantra music and then starting mm -hmm. to lead kirtan with another partner is when it started to really mm -hmm. hone this desire within me to work with someone, to collaborate and in musically, co-create yeah. co musically. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Yeah, I think a lot of people can re re <clears throat> uh, relate to that story of the passion and the sheer joy of, of singing whether it's chanting or just singing pop songs, uh, mm -hmm. like I did as a kid growing up. My mother liked to sing and share Beatles and other songs with us, oh, me, myself and my sisters. And um, 
and then letting that slip away at some point in adolescence or later on getting distracted, taking these detours, as you called it, you know, and having to come back to that joy again and the power, the power of not mm-hmm. sound current, you know? Yeah, for me, it was show tunes growing up. I mm-hmm. love to sing show tunes. <laughs> yeah, this is... Sound another... of the Opera, <laughs> even the Disney show tunes, like the Little Mermaid songs. Oh, my mm-hmm. gosh. This is another thing that um, helped really to cement our connection when we were communicating mm-hmm. long distance. I was in Italy at the time. Um, South Kirtan was in Florida. <laughs> and the, the, the real connection connecting point I think for both of us was when we both shared our mutual love for the sound of music Sound of music yeah. yes that was uh the first musical i ever saw the first song i ever learned in this life my father taught me the do re mi mm-hmm. i actually had the opportunity to do musical theater in my youth even pre-teens i think it started around 11 or something I had an opportunity to do Gilbert and Sullivan in this um, musical theater group, mostly amateur. But we had some professionals actually taking some lead roles in some of our productions. Our, our director was also my piano teacher and choir master. was quite ambitious, and she had connections in the Canadian Opera Company. I was in Toronto growing up. And, oh, my God, what fun that was to, to perform in uh, HMS Pinafore and Pirates of Penzance. <laughs> As a young boy, it's so fun, you know, the, the music and the chanting. Yeah, so we had a shared uh, love of musical theater and musicals, of course, like uh, Sound of Music, which uh, helped to cement, mm. really yeah, make me feel like this is, this is real, there's something really special. I remember when you sent me a voice <laughs> message singing Edelweiss. I was just mm. uh, in tears and swooning and uh, mm-hmm. swan me over. <laughs> so coming back as a Kundalini Yoga teacher, the evolution is amazing. Yeah, and even seven years, I know you must have experienced quite a lot of awakenings, little mm-hmm. aha moments. Like 25 years when I look back, it's just so many mm-hmm. precious moments. And we got to witness each other teaching the magic, teaching Kundalini Yoga. I, I consider the one of the greatest privileges, mm-hmm. honors in my life. And after getting that, that hit, that inspiration at uh, the Self Mastery Course in New Mexico, 2005, I started composing music for mantras. I had been composing some songs before that not for mantra and I was so excited that when I moved to Montreal uh, I would take my guitar on my bicycle I had a guitar case with straps so I could ride my bike with the guitar and I would take my guitar to every yoga class and I was teaching sometimes six seven even up to ten classes a week and I would bring bring the guitar to every class because I wanted to share my new compositions for for meditation, also for Shavasana. And of course, I was composing for the Longtime Sun song, the uh, opening mantras, and just using every opportunity to share that passion. Um, And so, in a way, this is an example for me. Perhaps you have something to share in that regard of applied Kundalini Yoga, applied Nad Yoga, how we can bring it into our daily life. In this case, I mean, example I'm giving is my teaching Kundalini Yoga. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty direct uh, example. I can give some more of how we apply the principles of Kundalini Yoga and even more specifically Nad Yoga into our daily life. Do you have anything that comes to mind? A direct example that comes to my mind is those little moments where maybe you're helping someone build something Mm -hmm. and they ask you to hold maybe a two by four above your head while they screw in the other side of it. And you're sitting Mm -hmm. here, you know, it's a considerable Mm -hmm. weight. Mm -hmm. And over any period of time, it Mm -hmm. becomes quite 
challenging. Yeah. Your muscles start shaking and mm-hmm. it can be really challenging, but applied kundalini yoga in that instance can mm-hmm. really make you hold that beam up for mm-hmm. eternity. I mean, you just get into that breath, yeah, long, deep breathing, maybe chant some mantra and mm-hmm. boom, it's done. It's over and no, mm-hmm. no effort is really required. Yeah, great example is um, anyone listening who hasn't had any or much kundalini yoga experience uh, would know that we do a lot of arms up exercises, many variations of that, sometimes for long periods of time, sometimes with breath of fire. Mm -hmm. Or just long, deep breathing. Mm -hmm. And that's the beauty of kundalini yoga is it showed me my strength. It showed me that even when the mind starts to tell me, wow, this is really challenging, you're not going to make it through this, like, your arms may fall off. If I just keep keep breathing, go to mantra, all of a sudden I'm holding my arms up for maybe half an hour in an exercise. And I never, my right mind ever thought I could ever do that. And boom, mm-hmm. there I am physically doing it. <laughs> yes, I remember you brought me back to when I first came to the 3HO in 93, I was, I went head first because I was, literally led to the Guru Ramdas Ashram in Toronto, having had no previous knowledge of Kundalini Yoga, except for my Shiatsu master assistant sharing a little bit. He couldn't help it, of course. Good example of applied Kundalini Yoga. He couldn't help you know, sharing some of the techniques in our Shiatsu practice class. Um, and then he, when I needed a place to stay, he brought me to the ashram because they had a space open, a room that was available. And um, yeah, and I have a memory early on because I got my first class. I was hooked. I, I went to one class in the ashram, and I was I was completely, you know, hooked and a believer, and never looked back. That was that was ni- 1993, which is 27 uh, plus years. So, um, and I remember looking at the manuals that first year uh, in the mm-hmm. ashram, in the, in the Gurdwara space where we had the also Kundalini Yoga classes, and reading some of the instructions for those <laughs> meditations <laughs> for 31 minutes. <laughs> so it's good. What? No Is that way. It's impossible. It's not humanly possible, right? <laughs> you have the same. Yeah, when you absolutely, absolutely. I'm sure a lot of students, right, when they first seeing those some of those. And that's why a good teacher won't mm-hmm. tell you how yeah. much time <laughs> you're going into it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they just say, "All right, here we go. We're going into it, holding the container, mm-hmm. and then do the countdown and say, okay, just a couple more minutes, halfway there, <laughs> one more minute.'" One of the beautiful things about our connection, Satkirtan and I is that when we finally did meet in person, when I came to Florida, it was just a week before White Tantra. This is part of the plan, of course. The timing of my coming to Florida was to go to White Winter Solstice. Winter Solstice and to do White Tantra together. We'd already agreed we were going to share White Tantra for the three All days. All three days. And how, what an amazing experience. Because, mm-hmm. uh, again, for those listeners who haven't, experience white tantric yoga and unfortunately it's not available right now with the uh, current world crisis pandemic if you will it is magical and powerful and again we could call it applied kundalini applied nad yoga because one the thing that has got me through we both had done white tantric yoga white tantric yoga before meeting is is the nad again the mantras mm-hmm. Uh, the chanting, without which there's no way, because a lot of the meditations are 62 minutes, mm-hmm. right? Correct, and there are many that we chant out loud. However, there are silent meditations in white tantric yoga as well. And those mm-hmm. I find the most challenging, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. Like, some of them we have our arms up over our head, but as long as we're chanting, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Like, I can go into mm-hmm. this trance state, and yep. it just carries me. My voice helps to carry me through it and it also helps to regulate the breath but then you go into the silent meditations even if it's just sitting back to back supporting one another that's Mm. when i get the sleep 
come in and I just want to go to sleep and so mm. chanting in my own brain just doing long sat nams or sat nam with the breath inhale sat exhale nam can keep me with it and this is the kind of thing we bring to our tantra play shops and our online work with couples is that shared passion for nad yoga kundalini yoga for building stamina mm -hmm. and trust and mutual support mm -hmm. that, again, we can apply in our day-to-day -day lives, right? Mm -hmm. Applied Nad Yoga. Um, I'm also reminded of um, the plantations from th th those old traditional songs, gospel songs that the, the slaves would sing in the cotton fields, horrible, like long hours in the blazing heat mm -hmm. and, and getting scratched. It's very, I've never picked cotton, uh, not in this lifetime, um, but I can only imagine. And it was the, the nod again that mm -hmm. brought them through. So they actually, after a long day, I'm sure it happens here in Guatemala too, they sing and, and find ways to, you know, people are working in the fields long hours. They, they actually might not feel so bad at the end of the day, even because they've been chanting, you mm -hmm. know? And singing throughout the day. Mm. Yeah, and it reminds me of Africa, how mm. so much suffering has occurred, yet you see such beautiful joy in their song and their dance, mm -hmm. such freedom of expression, mm -hmm. even amidst, you know, total... Suffering. Yeah, they might not have even shoes to put on their feet. They they don't need the shoes to dance, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> they might not have any pavement or even grass, just mud or you know, dirt road, dirt floor inside their dwelling. Mm -hmm. And they're happy. <laughs> Such passion. <Yes. laughs> they sing and they dance and they celebrate this miracle we call life. And... Uh, we could speak a little bit more about the Tantra Play Shops and our developing online program for couples. We definitely will in, in future episodes mm -hmm. of this podcast. So stay tuned, everyone. Uh, one thing I like to say about our classes, as well as the Tantra Play Shops and everything we do online and live with our retreats, is, for me, this is unique um, sometimes I forget, you know, you take for granted, right. like how unique. So it comes so effortlessly. And <laughs> uh, but we, we like to teach together all of our yoga classes, our kirtan, of course, we're leading together the tantra play shops, which means that like when we're teaching kundalini yoga, mm -hmm. one of us will be leading the, the exercises while the other person is playing music. We have crystal singing bowls. We like to get a gong eventually, like a really nice, pasty gong. Um, but in the meantime, we have beautiful crystal singing bowls. We have flutes, native flutes, uh, percussion, of course, guitar, harmonium. Uh, Chimes, bells. Yeah, tuning forks. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know any other teacher. First of all, I don't know many teachers that work in tandem like we do. I don't think I know any. In fact, I've never, I don't think I've ever been to a class, <laughs> a yoga class where two people, especially a couple, teaching together. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, where one of them is actually providing live music, mm -hmm. like inspired music. Yeah, it's co-created in the moment. Yeah. We never have a plan uh, because, <laughs> yeah, we're just, we're just, really in the moment with our, our music creation. Mm -hmm. I am equally happy providing music for Sat Kirtan or, and or when she's providing music for me. It's e yeah, both likewise. Ways. It's, it's equally <laughs> as fulfilling and magical. Beautiful. A lot of teachers, certainly in the 3HO Kundalini Yoga realm, will play recorded music mm -hmm. during the class. And it can be good, especially if they have a good sense of what mantras, what type of mantra music works for that specific moment, that kriya. Mm -hmm. And yet it never, it just doesn't compare with live. The live experience, absolutely. You cannot compare it, right? Mm -mm. <laughs> 
So for those listening, especially those who might be here or coming to Lake Atitlan, hear this, please, because sometimes I, I feel I feel sad for for those here, for example, at Lake Atitlan. There's a lot of uh, yog- yogis and yoginis, uh, um, and there are many classes, of course, offered. Not so many now, but if they haven't experienced what we offer, I feel like they're missing out. Don't you? Yes. That's <laughs> <laughs> kept secret. I think so, because we're we're delivering, again, we have 32 years between us teaching kundalini yoga, which in and of itself is miraculous, powerful Mm -hmm. technology, can break through uh, old patterns and rapidly, rapidly. It's a rocket ship. (laughs) Yeah, it really is. You know, with or without, but when you add the live Mm -hmm. music that we can create together, and sometimes we're, we're both playing music or definitely combining our voices if one of us mm-hmm. isn't leading the class we of course we use our voices a lot in fact we could say that our voices is our main instrument right would you say i would definitely say so. <laughs> yeah yeah all we, of us love to use our voices and we love chanting together we love harmonizing mm-hmm. and improvising yeah mm-hmm. like in the, i think that's the, the a good, another good example of applied Kundalini Nad Yoga is the improvisational nature of our music and co-creativity, wouldn't you say? Yeah, we're in the flow. We're just letting it go and responding to the moment, whatever the moment's calling for. Kundalini Yoga, for me, brings me there easily, mm-hmm. effortlessly. This is why I love teaching Nad Yoga, which we're now offering on Fridays, a more specific focus on Nad Yoga before our kirtan in the evening. Because mm-hmm. the, the nad yoga you know, that I've been teaching, the way I was taught, I had some good mentors, um, <clears throat> quite a few from the 3HO, wonderful teachers, is to, main focus again, is, is to f- prepare the body right, the as an instrument. Your body is your instrument. Um, so chanting, when we're, when we're chanting, we're not just using our, our throat, in our cranium, or we're using the entire body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we're cleaning out all the energy channels, all the strings, if you will, tuning mm-hmm. them all up so that, yeah, we can be that vessel. And then when we get into the tantric play shops, that's when we can start to mm-hmm. interact with another mm-hmm. energy and in independent of ourselves. But mm-hmm. first, we have to really know our own energy. Yeah, we should be really contained within ourselves, know mm. and and have that balance of the masculine and feminine within the inner marriage. Mm-hmm. Then we can start to bring in a partner and feel that energy exchange between another. Which is why we we like to always begin with some individual exercises bef- mm-hmm. before we move to the couple exercises. Yeah. Correct. Yes, and we use yeah, a good chanting point. a lot with the couples as well. Mm-hmm. So again, clear those channels, and uh, Margot Nan calls it the inner flute. <laughs> yes, it's Your a beautiful sky dancing. It's a beautiful analogy, right? Because uh, we both love to play flute, native flutes. That's another thing we have in common. So many things, it's crazy. <laughs> because I think we both started, mm-hmm. we both started playing with crystal singing bowls around the same time. My guess too, and and just fell in love with those magical instruments. Mm-hmm. Uh, and how the, we can blend our voices with crystal singing bowls. Wow. Right? Yeah. Um, but with the flute, like you said, the inner flute that Margot Nand, of course, uh, one of Osho's greatest students, mm-hmm. uh, like to use this analogy in her Tantra teachings, represents the, the Sushumana, the central channel. We need to clear it out, remove any blockages, any obstacles. Right, you you can hear it. You can hear it in a person's voice as soon as they speak. They don't even have to sing, right? Certainly, singing, chanting will amplify whatever blockages or not. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we can help you. Anyone listening to us mm-hmm. right now, in fact, we we have a few spots open for new students, and we're especially wanting to call in couples now yes. to work with couples, because our motto. Uh, if you haven't heard it already, <laughs> one of our key mottos for the School of Nod is... Free your voice, transform your life. Yes. 
Uh, and we've had incredible results. Um, I used to marvel at this when I had um, people come to my retreat center in Quebec in the forest. So often they would just come for three days and three nights. And uh, I wish I'd recorded sometimes. You know, it's like the before and after <laughs> photos, but before and after recordings. Of well, their voice. Yeah. Well, the photos can, can show too, of course, because the person's, their whole complexion, their aura can change sure. in a matter of days. Mm-hmm. Along with the voice, because I would hear this often. I would hear... You know, because I'm listening. I'm a nod yogi. I can't help it. I, I, I listen for clues in their voice. And I would see just from chanting, doing the, the kundalini yoga and the nod yoga practice. I saw time and time again when they were really committed and, and really taking some risks and going for it, that in a short space of time, even three days, radical shift. doesn't mean they would keep it. Right? Sometimes they, they would leave, they'd go back to their, mm-hmm. you know, their life in the city, wherever they came from, and they lose it. And then they have to come back again. <laughs> right. Or, you know, really get rooted in some daily practice yeah. that they can take with them. Well, this is a great mm-hmm. uh, topic. I would love mm-hmm. to talk a little bit more about this, the different ways that blockages can come out in the voice. One that comes to my mind instantly is maybe a really high-pitched voice. Mm-hmm. If someone's more in their upper chakras, they're mm-hmm. they're coming from mm-hmm. ahead, their head, and so their voice you can hear it. You literally hear like a little like a little mousy voice. Well, they're blocked. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. they're cut off usually at the neck. I, that's what I feel most. And it's the throat area where the there's a disconnect. Yeah. Right. So they sound kind of nasally. Yeah, maybe a more nasally voice. Higher pitch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there's no power. There's no not. Correct. And as yeah. these as people like this that I've seen in my life um, start to practice the Kundalini Yoga, they start to ground and mm-hmm. they start to embody mm-hmm. more and they come into their body more. And as they do that, their voice literally starts to gain more of that lower tambra. And resonance. Resonance. And, and yeah. it's, yeah, it balances itself out. It's actually quite miraculous the to timbre, hear. Timbre, yeah, the timbre. Yeah, there's so many things to listen for. Um, and then sometimes the voice sounds like it's stuck in the back of the throat. Have you heard that voice? Oh, yeah. Yeah, people swallow their words often. You hear it with politicians a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, was, yeah, was, yeah, often people Can are... hear it. Yeah, they're swallowing their words or they're getting jumbled inside because they're, they're not in their truth, which is power. Power is truth. Mm-hmm. Nad is satnam. It's integrity, it's clarity, it's yes. all systems aligned, so it comes through clear and with power. Yeah. Otherwise, the words mean nothing. And those who are stuck in the throat, um, in, in the upper chakras, that Kirsten mentioned, tend to get hoarse very easily. Mm. You know, and this is something that could happen, right, if they're doing some intensive work with us. They might lose their voice before discovering it, because they, they're... They put so much stress on their vocal cords and mm-hmm. their chi, the prana, is literally blocked. And so by applying more pressure, they can damage, do some temporary damage. We don't want them to do serious damage, but they can lo- literally lose their voice. Mm-hmm. They're pushing it. They're forcing it. Forcing, exactly. You know, I can chant, we can chant for, for hours, Jeez. like 24, <laughs> 24-7 and never get hoarse, mm-hmm. right? Ever. I actually first discovered this in camp when I was um, about a teen- mm-hmm. teenager going to sleepaway camp. We'd always have um, little tribal competitions. So there were like mm-hmm. three tribes in the camp. And a lot of those competitions were chanting different, I don't know if you call it mantra, but different songs that we would have for each each tribe. And we'd try to oversing one another. And most of the girls would lose their voice, but I realized really quickly how long I can chant, especially when I get into that that navel point and I mm-hmm. chant from the navel, then I could mm-hmm. chant all day long with mm-hmm. full power and full mm-hmm. strength and mm-hmm. just be fine, be able to do it the next day all over again, over and over. Which brings brings me to one of the principles that we teach in our work with couples and individuals too. Don't be concerned disconcerted if if you feel left out if if you're single because we can help you too 
WGTN Guatemala. Today's podcast is brought to you by the School of Nod, International School of Kundalini Yoga, Nod Yoga, Psychodrama, and more. Founded by the dynamic soulmate duo Hariram and Satkirtan, the School of Nod offers unique and transformative online programs. Satkirtan and Hariram have between them 30 years experience leading classes, workshops, kirtan, and retreats. For more information, go to www.schoolofnod.com. And now back to the podcast. WGTN Guatemala. One of the key phrases that we like to use to describe Tantra, the essence of Tantra, goes like this. Less is more. Mm -hmm. Less effort, more results. This is what we teach. This is the foundation, in many ways, of our practice with Kundalini Yoga and Nad Yoga. Simple things like posture, chin lock, something I've been looking out for 25 years as a teacher. A lot of people, they get that forward head carriage, chin comes up. What happens? Compresses the cervical, you know, the cervical vertebrae get compressed. Throat chakra, of course, opens in the front and back. And it gets, um, you know, deviated, blocked, and <clears throat> everything goes out of place. And and that's when you know, people can um, lose their voice and ha- and struggle just to make a sound. Then there, there's more effort again. And we don't want effort. We want to reduce, minimize, eliminate all effort, ideally. Mm-hmm. When we come to that place, I think of opera singers often. Mm-hmm. They just open their mouth, right? And this beautiful sound comes like a bird, right? It's a beautiful, rich sound. There's no effort. Of course, they, they had to make a lot of effort to get to <laughs> that is. place of mastery, you know? Takes practice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this it's it's so worth it because we really when we say free your voice, transform your life, we mean it. Mm-hmm. We really mean it. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is applied. Some ex- and good examples we're giving of applied Kundalini, applied Nad Yoga. Um, so I would also define a master, whatever it is that your vocation, your passion in life. If it's singing, for example, we've been talking a lot about singing, about musical theater, performing arts, anything, whatever it is, um, sewing, cooking, painting, you know, building a house, building a shed, working with your hands. Mastery is this, it is less is more, it is no effort. Why? Because you've, you've already, you've walked that path, you've had, you've gone through those hoops and obstacles. Hopefully you've had some good mentoring along the way to help you avoid some of those pitfalls. And even with good mentoring, there is a a process whereby one eventually reaches, if they're committed to the path, whatever that vocation is, that path, that they come to a place of self-mastery. And then there's no effort, is there? Mm -hmm. Yeah, one thing that was really unique in my experience with my kundalini yoga training was I did over nine months and I did it while I was working my engineering job and so for the kundalini training we would meet one weekend one to two weekends a month for nine months and those weeks in between I was doing my normal nine to five going to work Mm. but I was bringing my tools that I was learning from the teacher training into the physical realm <laughs> through maybe doing my satanama under the table. I mean, you know, my hands under the table doing my, my mudras. Here's another chanting. Kundalini yoga. Exactly. Yeah. During a mm. board meeting. Mm. And then just witnessing yep. the energy in the room and how it would shift. Yogi Bhajan always said the person in the room that breathes the deepest controls the energy of the room. And so I would I would practice this and I would witness and I would just being able to yeah it was really miraculous and when we and when we say control i'm sure 
what he meant, mm-hmm. knowing Yogi Bhajan quite well as myself too, is it's not so much about dominating as leading by example. Yeah, you know, holding the space, mm-hmm. holding space, holding a high vibration. Holding a vision for harmony, like my Mm -hmm. intention for maybe the meeting would be more harmony in the room. And Mm -hmm. then just witnessing maybe some, you know, intense moments just dissolve Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. by my breathing. I didn't have to say anything. Mm -hmm. I would breathe and then other people would just calm down. It was really beautiful. One of Yogi Bhajan's favorite terms, and he had some great ones, um, little maxims, was of course for 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 teachers because he came to teach teachers. Was and is I like to say is, be the lighthouse. Mm-hmm. Be the lighthouse. That's what you're describing just now, right? You were the lighthouse in that room. People, mm-hmm. there's there's some choppy waters, maybe mm-hmm. some storm coming, and you're just in your center, fully present, yeah, and shining your light mm-hmm. in that dark. Storm, right? And it was interesting because as I practiced this more and more, people would start to come to me. They're like, mm-hmm. I don't know what you're doing or what <laughs> you're, but can you, can, what are you eating? What are you, yeah. what are you practicing? Like I notice a shift. There's something mm-hmm. happening and it's really beautiful. And we hear this a lot. Share your secrets. <laughs> we hear this, this kind of feedback from many, if not all of our students, the ones who are really committed uh, give us this kind of feedback mm-hmm. often, right? It's like their friends, their family, their coworkers saying, "What? What have you done? What are you? You're different. Yeah, <laughs> you look different. Some people say, often say, people are saying you look taller. Yes, right? they get yeah? that a lot mm-hmm. because they do look taller. Their their aura is expanded. Their their spine is more elevated, so everything is mm-hmm. more Everything's fluid, flowing yeah. more. So it's just more expanded. Mm-hmm. The but it's a lot of it's about the aura. We talk about the aura a lot, of course, because Kundalini Yoga and Nad Yoga, for me, in my you know, three decades of practice, and, and you know, I've explored different uh, techniques and traditions, but nothing is, compares for me the, with Kundalini Yoga and Nad Yoga for expanding our electromagnetic field, our subtle bodies. Mm-hmm. Do you agree? Absolutely. In such a powerful and direct and rapid way, it's so rapid that <laughs> I, it, it it's it can scare people away. I, you know, I've seen many students; yes. they've had they've had some real breakthroughs, and then they they run, right? Because mm-hmm. because those with those breakthroughs can come all kinds of everything comes up, mm-hmm. any shadow stuff, right? And it can and it can cause a lot of disruption in your personal relationships, your work, everything, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anywhere that there's a misalignment, you mm-hmm. will be confronted. You're yeah. confronting yourself in Kundalini Yoga, and mm-hmm. a lot of people aren't ready for that. But the thing mm-hmm. is, is once you open the door, there's no going back. People think they can just like turn it off. Oh, I'm just going to stop doing Kundalini Yoga. I'm just going to go Take back to my pill. normal life again. <laughs> you can't. Well, t- I we know we know. There's at least one student or teacher here at the <laughs> lake who's actually given up, and he was actually. We sat here to notice he posted on his uh, social media, I'm not going to name anyone, but how he had this negative experience with it, having done some teacher training. I'm not sure if he did the official, probably not. And it sounded like, it's interesting, right? We we hear these stories sometimes and it makes me sad, especially when it involves teacher training. Uh, that's why it's so important to get the right mentorship Mm-hmm. Uh, especially with things like kundalini yoga nad yoga absolutely and uh so if you are considering doing some teacher training as well uh as the other things that we are offering in terms of personal mentoring with for couples and singles give us a call because uh we we have a lot of experience and we we've seen you know the ups and downs and all around <laughs> In our own lives, of course, too, and 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 holding space for our students and clients, it, it, it is an honor and a privilege. It's sometimes it's it's harrowing, being the the guide, the mentor to to witness what people go through, right? And sometimes seeing maybe they're just on the edge or they're 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 having this 
breakthrough or they're just about to and then they self-sabotage and it's like you want you want to hold them and say no and, and carry them across but we can't they have free will mm. and what i can say about the kundalini yoga community globally mm-hmm. is those that stick with the practice it's so fun like going to winter solstice reconnecting with people you may have not seen for years mm. those that have kept up mm-hmm. always 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 our lives get better and better and mm-hmm. better it's mm-hmm. like you know sometimes you can meet up with an old friend six years later or something and maybe they had some major blowout or some major health crisis or like often things happen but then they go down they they kind of self-sabotage and get mm-hmm. stuck in a rut of some sort yeah. and they feel stuck where kundalini yogis that have keep up with the practice yeah they may have the same things come up health crisis divorce, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, what have you. However, they're mm-hmm. able to transcend it. They're able to transform yeah. it. And all of a sudden, they're in a better place. Yeah. Because as we mentioned right at the beginning, Kundalini Yoga is an all-comprehensive technology, 22 branches. There's nothing missing from this technology that cannot help you through any crisis and mm-hmm. any situation if you apply yourself, again, applied mm-hmm. kundalini yoga, mm-hmm. applied Day. nad yoga. <laughs> I, you, when you were speaking just now, Satkirtan, I, I thought about another subject, which could be a whole other episode too, which has to do with uh, plant medicine, even things like, mm-hmm. um, like ganja, marijuana, mushrooms. Uh, my experience observing... <laughs> The use of these substances, and again, here at the lake, we, we can see this in any kind of community like this. Um, there's experimentation with different plant medicines. I'm not against them, per se. However, they do not mix well with kundalini yoga. Mm-mm. And I tried a few times in the past. <laughs> it didn't work. I, I'm speaking students try and it blew up yeah, in their face. I'm speaking from experience, but also, yeah, also observing others. And this is one of the reasons, unfortunate reasons, why... I see people leaving Kundalini Yoga or not fully embracing it because um, I've, I've noticed people who are practicing Hatha, just more pure Hatha or Ashtanga Yoga, they tend to be able to maintain that. I don't know how, but they, they, can, they can use Ganja even on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. I've seen it. They're maybe... Also taking psilocybin, you know, magic mushrooms, um, microdosing, microdosing, things like this, and they have their their hatha practice. It doesn't work with kundalini. Well, yoga. kundalini yoga, you don't need that. Yeah, <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> I've gotten to mm-hmm. more psychedelic places in my kundalini practice than I did mm-hmm. in my days of experimenting with plant medicines. Yeah, well, well, we're not going to go into this too much depth. I think this this will be a whole. <laughs> you don't need it. <laughs> well, this yeah, this will be a whole other episode. And I think we we need to. I would. I really want to do this episode because yes, we had to do that. Yeah, because Sadkirt and I both came from that background. I in I started my teens. I think you did too. Experimenting mm-hmm. with different plant medicines. It was a different era when I did, of course, <laughs> late seventies. And I went pretty far. Like I, you know, I, I did my first LSD trip when I was 15. Actually, it took two hits. There's some good acid around that time, All right? And so, I had to find something. I had to find a technology that was powerful enough to take me to save me and, and mm-hmm. take me across that divide mm-hmm. where I could still have those mind-opening. miraculous experiences without using these powerful mind-altering substances you know and kundalini yoga was it it was it and so after i discovered it i think and when i started teaching a few years later i was uh, i felt like a preacher you know going you know speaking (laughs) to anybody and anyone who would listen hey especially you know young people who were like me were still trapped in that you know addictive cycle with marijuana, what have you, maybe cocaine, and who knows, right? And I said, 
hey, come check this out. You can get high. Huh. I did. Naturally. No side effects. That's the power. And it's free. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's free. Well, you have to pay for a class, but <laughs> otherwise... <laughs> yeah. Or you come to more early but morning sadness. You, are, you take it <laughs> yeah. with you. It's yeah. yours forever. Yeah, one of our students here, beautiful. Well, she's actually working with our team as well at the School of Nod, Martha. So she, grateful for Martha. Yeah, she and she's grateful for our offering. It's a wonderful give and take. She loves the yoga, Kundalini Yoga. She's never had done it before. And just in the last five weeks, she's had some real breakthroughs. In a short space of time, she's been coming once or twice a week for about five weeks now. In this short space of time, Martha has taken the techniques without us even uh, encouraging her. She just felt inspired to take the technology and practice at home between classes, which is great because ideally we want to be practicing every day, daily sadhana. That's the real bomb. Mm -hmm. And if you're doing it three or four times a week, that's pretty good, good too, right? It's powerful technology. When, you're, when you have proper guidance, you'll definitely see results mm -hmm. if you're doing it, uh, practicing three or four times a week. But every day, if you even do a little bit every day. And the, but the reason I brought this up, uh, with using Martha's example, is that now with our online program, whether you're here or we're doing all of our work long distance via Zoom and amazing technologies now available that we employ with the School of Nod. Between our calls, our live sessions, we offer our students videos. We're making more and more videos of Kundalini Yoga, Nod Yoga, and other techniques that they can practice mm -hmm. Whenever they feel like it, in the comfort of their own home. How cool is that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's a daily reset. It's setting your day right. I love to do it first thing in the morning. You don't have to. You can do it at any time. But for me, the first thing in the morning to like get on that merry-go-round. <laughs> and get that merry-go-round spinning. And then nothing can touch me the whole rest of the day. Yeah, exactly. It's a high-flying disc, as Abraham mm -hmm. Hicks calls it. Yeah, and when we yeah when we speak further about uh, addictions, because of course, uh, plant medicine, drugs, alcohol, are only some examples of addictions, addictive behavior. There's all kinds of addictions, mm -hmm. right? And we, when we have these technologies, like these videos available and our online calls, live calls, as well as the what we offer, I think is very special with our uh, mentoring programs. And chat camp. Premium programs. Well, <laughs> we have that as well. But I was going to say, we, we, we provide for our uh, premium program, mentoring programs, we provide access to mm -hmm. us, mostly via WhatsApp. So that it's kind of like the twelve step, right? If if you are, and many of us have um, soft addictions, at least so like Seth Kirtan said, if you can start the day with um, practice, it's always good to do it first thing or early in the day. You're setting yourself for mm -hmm. a good day. <laughs> mm -hmm. We like to encourage early morning practice. It doesn't have to be like before dawn, but um, but you can if you want to, and it's super yeah. powerful if you do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Some well, of the most powerful mm. times of my life are when I actually got up at 4 a.m. and mm. did Japji, did my yoga, did my meditations. Wow. Yeah, early morning sadhana, it is powerful. the bomb. Yeah. Two and a half hours of prayer, meditation, and chanting meditation, of course, and kundalini yoga. Satkirtan and I have had the the privilege of leading the the sixty two minutes of chant meditation with with live music. It's always an honor and a privilege, isn't it? Oh, it's the highest honor. Because uh, that that's the last part of the morning practice. So just before the sunrise, you chant the sun into mm -hmm. existence. <laughs> 
Yeah, again, going through that, because if, if you're new, like we were, I, I got into Morning Sun in my first year at the ashram in Toronto, coming back full circle, and I got hooked. I was going every, I was getting up yeah. every morning at 3.30, 3.45, and I was hooked. <laughs> and we were using recorded music still, right? It's, um, again, the, yeah. the power, right, of doing that, committing to that practice and how it transforms your life. Right? It's a healthy addiction. Because the thing mm -hmm. with addiction mm -hmm. is you can't mm -hmm. just take something out and not replace it. If you have addiction to, say, cigarettes or something, if you're just taking out the cigarettes, mm -hmm. I mean, how's that going to work out for you? <laughs> yeah, I'll probably look for some other substitute, right? Right. Where if you replace it with maybe breath of fire, mm -hmm. using essential oils, having a daily practice, mm -hmm. in journaling, you can start to rewire a pattern to a new pattern. Yep. But it's really hard to just drop something cold turkey and not replace it with anything. So that's where these practices are really helpful in that way. It's a healthy addiction. It's re yeah. rewiring the pattern to something new and uplifting and life-affirming. Mm -hmm. One last thing I would like to say about our mentoring style, and this is the power again, the power of Kundalini. The power of kundalini yoga, nad yoga, is very much about the kundalini itself, which is the life nerve, the, the soul nerve, the adi shakti awakened, the primal feminine creative power, right? Mm -hmm. And thus, being the essence of our teaching, along with nad, the nad which, which arises with that kundalini, it's about self-mastery. We're not here to hold people by the hand so much and tell them what to do. Our highest wish is and desire is, is to empower all of our students and clients to become masters mm -hmm. of their own life, and their own world, and that creativity that, that comes forth, that the Kundalini is our pure creative potential yes manifest everyone has their own unique voice their own unique sound mm -hmm. their own unique vibration their own unique blueprint mm -hmm. their own unique destiny and so we're yeah. here to help you find that for you yeah we can give you some tips and you know help our students as we do with ours to help them stay on course and again avoid those pitfalls that, mm -hmm. yeah we're, we our highest wish is to empower all of you to rise to your full potential and majesty. Sat Nam. Sat Nam. Thank you. Until next time. Wahi Guru. We thank you for tuning in. Please make sure to subscribe so as not to miss a single episode. We depend on you, our listeners, to build and expand our audience, to share the nod. So, if you like what you hear, please do not hesitate to share with your friends, family, and community. Sat <laughs>